This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 21st of February. In your Squiz today, Biden visits Kyiv, an Aussie is taken hostage, watching would-be thieves and pickles for the win. This is your Squiz today. US President Joe Biden has made a surprise visit to President Volodymyr Zelensky in the capital of Ukraine overnight, Claire. It comes ahead of Friday's one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion, and it's a major sign of American support for the war-torn country. Biden was scheduled to arrive in Poland later today to mark the anniversary, but the visit to Kyiv was kept secret due to security concerns. Yeah, Zelensky called the swing through a huge moment for Ukraine and White House officials have described it as unprecedented in modern times. Uh, That's because previous wartime presidential visits to places like Iraq and Afghanistan were made with a heavy US military presence on the ground and that That's not the case in Ukraine. Uh, But for his part, Biden says that he went there to reaffirm America's unwavering and unflagging commitment to Ukraine's democracy, uh, also to their sovereignty and territorial integrity. Uh, It's worth noting that he's not the first world leader to go there. The UK's Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson have made visits, also Canada's Justin Trudeau, uh, along with several European leaders, and of course, Our very own Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, visited there in July last year. But the US presidential visit is on a different level. And to make it happen, the US notified Russia about the visit some hours before his departure for deconfliction purposes. That's enough about how it happened, though. The question is, what did Ukraine get out of it when it comes to fighting the war against Russia? Yep, that is the big question, and Biden didn't turn up empty-handed. He announced an additional $500 million US dollars in military support for Ukraine. Uh, The main item in that package is more ammunition for HIMARS, which is the mobile uh, long-range rocket launchers that the US have provided to Ukraine that have been used very effectively by the Ukrainians against Russia. Uh, As we head into this first anniversary week, it's worth noting that the US US aren't the only ones looking to give more military support to Ukraine. Uh, At the moment, the European Union foreign ministers are meeting in Brussels to discuss what more they can do, and that includes providing Ukrainian forces with enough ammunition. Uh, Russia, of course, is expected to gear up as they head into spring, so it's top of mind at the moment. Yeah, the talk is about ammunition rather than any peace deal. In recent days, Zelensky has said he doesn't think Russia will walk away from the war. And yesterday, he dismissed French President Emmanuel Macron's attempts to engage with Russia. He said it's a waste of time. 
An Australian man and three others have been taken hostage by criminals in remote Papua New Guinea, Claire. That's according to the country's PM, James Marape, who yesterday said that they were being held in the Highlands region. Yeah, there's not a huge amount of detail available at this stage, but according to the police report, the unnamed Aussie archaeologist, uh, along with a program director and two local uni students, were held up at gunpoint by 20 armed men. Uh, And after taking them hostage, there was a demand for $1.4 million made for their release. Uh, Prime Minister Marape says that they've been keeping it under wraps because of the sensitivity of the negotiations and also, of course, their desire to get them out alive and safe. Yeah, according to authorities, negotiations are happening through local missionaries who are acting as intermediaries. The Aussie Department of Foreign Affairs hasn't commented yet, but Marape says he's positive and optimistic that the group will be released safely. Retailers have been using surveillance in their stores to prevent would-be thieves for years, Claire, but supermarkets seem to be upping their game as of late. Yeah, and certainly a lot of that has to do with artificial intelligence and all the digital kind of advances that we're talking about in other areas of our lives. When it comes to the retailers, surveys say that one in five of us are guilty of stealing from the supermarkets or certainly passing off more expensive items as a cheaper variety at the self-serve checkout. Uh, Alice, I know you wouldn't have done that. I certainly (laughs) haven't. Uh, But the retailers are relying on CCTV cameras uh, really above those stations now uh, to scan those items and to look at what shoppers are doing. Uh, I used one recently. Something was flagged in the fresh food that I was scanning. A service attendant came over and played the video back and I felt like I was like a rugby league player with the video (laughs) ref going to a live replay. It was really quite thrilling. Yeah, but despite all that excitement, Claire, there are questions been asked about the data that's being collected and it's something that Attorney General Mark Dreyfus is looking into. Last week he said the Privacy Act requires modernisation to keep up with the digital age. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. It was a great day to be an Aussie at the Pro Sunset Beach World Surf League comp in Oahu, Hawaii yesterday, Claire. Young gun Molly Pickles Picklum claimed her first to a victory just before the competition wrapped up. Don't you love the nickname Pickles? It's just so <laughs> very Australian. And now Pickles is number one on the women's world rankings. So an incredible effort by her. Uh, she joins fellow Australian Jack Robinson, who is on top of the men's ladder. So two Aussies at the top of world surfing, which is just incredible. Uh, as for Picklum, she's been surfing in the big 
comps since she was 15 years old. She's now 21. Uh, what the experts say is that she's been knocking on the door of success for quite a while. Uh, there's been some setbacks, including last year when she was in the top comps, but she was relegated back to the Challenger Series, which is like the second stream. It's like second grade. Uh, but she requalified and look at her go now. Yeah, and she counts retired Aussie tennis champ Ash Barty as a friend, so she's keeping fantastic company. She definitely sounded like Barty when she was asked about how she regrouped after that setback you mentioned, Claire. She said, you just keep chipping away. I'm going to be avoiding the shops for a while after this one, Claire. A red-bellied black snake has spent two days in Adelaide's largest shopping centre before being caught. Yep, and you're Adelaide-based, so this is something that (laughs) you need to really take note of. Yeah, if it's not the artificial intelligence and CCTV that's getting you at the supermarket, it's now red-belly black snakes. So, look, something to keep an eye out for. What happened in Adelaide is that this snake dropped out from a unsuspecting shopper's car and slithered inside the shopping centre. They had to really check the tapes to find out where it was Uh, but they did finally get it uh, after it had gone into a roof cavity and just couldn't be caught. Yeah it spent a couple of days uh, checking out the stores presumably in the Marion (laughs) shopping centre before it was found in a storage room behind a vending machine. It's now been safely removed though so locals can shop easy. Squeeze the day Claire what's something you're keeping an eye on? Look, time flies when you're having fun and today's the first anniversary of Australia reopening its international border for fully vaccinated tourists. Feels like an age ago, but there we are. Yeah, I can't believe that was 12 months ago. And that wraps us up this morning. Thank you as always for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's six or seven dollars, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was five dollars fifty, and that that's a single use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually, is like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price, people equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, you don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.